I want to start today's episode by listening to a song. It was written and recorded in 1908, and I'm not sure if you'll recognize it, but you should know it. So let's listen and see if you can figure it out. Katie, Katie was baseball mad, had the fever and had it bad. Just to root for the hometown through every suit, Katie Blue. On a Saturday, her young beau called to see if she'd like to go to see a show. But Miss Kate said no, I'll tell you what you can do. Now, if you are able to tell me what song that is right now, I would be amazed because, well, it's a little unfair what I did. I, I played you the verse, which no one today knows even exists. What you will actually recognize is the chorus. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. That's right, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, written in 1908, written by Jack Norworth, and music created by Albert Von Tilzer of Indiana. This is one of the most iconic songs, I would say, in American culture. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that when Jack Norworth sat down and wrote this song, he actually had never been to a baseball game, a professional baseball game before, which is amazing considering how central this song is when you think about the seventh inning stretch and Harry Carey and uh, Peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I mean, come on, this is part of baseball. And here we are heading into Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial beginning of summer. And I play that song for you because I think it probably sparked up some Im images for you, obviously, of going to a baseball game, but also of Peanuts and Cracker Jacks and hot dogs and hamburgers and things like that. That's right, because as we head into summer, what do we do in America? We eat food at the grill and at the ballpark and in celebrations and with friends and family. So today we are covering a very important and controversial topic to prepare you for the summer grilling season what are your three favorite condiments? Welcome to List Three Things. This is the podcast where we explore life three things at a time. My name is Adam, and I am glad to be back. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. And if you would want to share this podcast with anybody, I would encourage you to do that. You can share with them list3things.com with the number three, or you can find us on Twitter at List3Things. We always appreciate that as we get things going. So today we're talking about condiments. We're talking about toppings. We're talking about food. And here's the thing, before we can even jump into a conversation about what are your three favorite condiments, we have to define what is a condiment. Because as I've been thinking about this and having some conversations to prepare, I realize that this is not a clean and cut and easy thing to decide. Ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, those are condiments. Everybody knows that those are not debatable. Where it gets tricky is when you start talking about salsa or relish or tomatoes and onions and well, really anything that you put on a burger or a hot dog or a sandwich or in a wrap, what defines a condiment? So for the sake of this podcast, 
the way we are going to define a condiment is this. It is not a substance that you would eat on its own. So you would never just sort of get a bowl of ketchup and start eating it. Well, most people wouldn't do that. The biggest challenge I think we have in defining condiments is in the atypical use of certain ingredients or toppings. So for example, salsa. If you are dipping a chip into salsa, that is a dip, not a condiment. If you're putting salsa on top of a burger, I think maybe that could be a condiment or it could be a topping, and maybe it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna restrict you. You do what you do and call it what you like. So salsa might be, guacamole might be, but an avocado? not a condiment. That is a topping. You could eat an avocado unto itself, and so that is not a condiment. Salt and pepper, those are seasonings. Those cannot be included in the condiment list, but I think you know. You know when you hear something whether you would consider it a condiment or not. I'll be curious to hear what's on your list after this episode. Find us on Twitter. Send us your list. What are your three favorite condiments, and how do you use them? Because I think we'll see is that there's a variety of uses, and it may depend on context. Context is key. One of the reasons I think this conversation is so much fun to think about and and have conversations about is because everyone comes from a different family that has different traditions and rituals. We come from different cultural heritages, different parts of the country, and even different parts of the world. And so everyone has sort of their own unique thumbprint when it comes to their food, the way they prepare it, the things that they add to it and certainly the way they use condiments. So there's almost an endless variety of ways that someone could decide to answer this question, which is what we love to see. If we all had the same answers, it wouldn't be worth talking about. And like most topics on this podcast, we want to bring in a little bit of objective data, just get a sense of how the masses think about this subject. So when we look at how Americans consume condiments, we've got a list here. We've got a top six list, the six most used based on sales. So there could be some variation on jar sizes and things like that. But these are where Americans spend the most dollars on their condiments. Coming in sixth is mustard. Mustard is at six. Hot sauce is at five and is the fastest growing. Just think sriracha. Barbecue sauce comes in fourth. Soy sauce coming in third. Now here's where it gets tricky, right? Because you know ketchup hasn't been mentioned yet. And so you're wondering, is it first or is it second? Of course it's first, but it's not. Ketchup is second, and mayonnaise is first, which I think that this data is skewed, if only for this reason. Mayonnaise gets used in a lot of things, but not as a condiment. It gets used as an ingredient in things like egg salad or potato salad, and not primarily as being slathered on top of a burger. So if there were a way to see deeply into those mayonnaise sales records and then the uses, I suspect that ketchup is actually number one for use as a condiment even though mayonnaise has more sales than ketchup, soy sauce, and barbecue sauce combined. Crazy. Who's buying all this mayonnaise? There's something about Hellman's. Perfect with everything, Hellman's, that you just can't forget. So thick, so luscious. Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. Bring out the Hellman's and bring out the best. Some of you may not be old enough to remember that catchy jingle, but that's Hellman's commercial from 1985. And if you thought that adding peculiar flavors to foods was a new concept, think about sausage and gravy potato chips. Thank you very much, Lays. It is not a new concept. Apparently, 
American advertisers have been doing this for over 50 years. And I've got the proof here in a 1963 ad that aired on TV as part of an episode of My Three Sons for Hunt's Ketchup. Check this out. Oh, gee, Uncle Charlie, I was hoping we'd have pizza. Come on, Uncle Charlie, why don't we ever have eggs? Barbecued eggs. I tried it, but the eggs keep slipping through the grill. Look, you guys, what do you think this is, a restaurant or something? Okay, okay, simmer down. Hunt's to the rescue. Rob, for you, Hunt's new pizza flavor ketchup. Yeah, 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 pizza flavor ketchup. For you, Chip, Hunt's new hickory flavor ketchup. Gives everything a, a swell new barbecue taste. Even eggs. Oh, uh, uh, Charlie, would you pass me the regular bottle of Hunt's? Hey, the hamburger does have pizza flavor. And so do the fries. Mmm, Hunt's barbecue. <laughs> Boy, ketchup and flavors. I wonder how Hunt's does it. You want to know? Hunt's gets the flavors and ketchup the same way they get the big tomato in the bottle. Oh, yeah. Sheer genius. <laughs> Charlie. Thanks for watching. We'll see you all next week on my... Three sons. <laughs> Meanwhile, here are my three cats. Hunt's new hickory flavor. Hunt's new pizza flavor. And regular Hunt's. The catsup with the big tomato taste. Pizza flavored catsup in 1963. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza flavored ketchup. <laughs> okay, enough with the commercials. Let's get to the lists. What are your three favorite condiments? I don't have a guest today, and so let me just get straight to it. Here is my list, and... Let me actually not get straight to it. Let me add some caveats to my list. First, I'm a vegetarian, have been for about two and a half years. And so my condiment use has declined precipitously. I actually miss barbecue sauce. I have almost no reason to ever use barbecue sauce. And I miss it. A little heartfelt confession there for you today, free of charge. And because I'm a vegetarian, um, obviously I am not eating a lot of things that require or necessitate condiments. Pretty much black bean burgers. That's the only thing I put condiments on. When it comes to fries, I do not use anything outside of salt. If there's honey mustard or barbecue sauce, I might dip, but it is certainly not a requirement. 95% of my fries are eaten without any condiment, just salt, which is a seasoning. We covered that. So really, for me, it comes down to what I put on to my black bean burger. I put on mustard and relish. I'll put some onions on too, but that's a topping. So for me, I've only got two things. My favorite condiments, mustard and relish. Not a very thrilling episode if we stop there with me listing two things on a, on a podcast called List Three Things and without a guest to contribute. And so what I've actually done is I've gone back into the annals of my travels around the United States and thought through what have historically been my favorite condiments and, more specifically, what have been my favorite eating experiences at places that really do condiments and toppings well. And so I'm going to give you three places that if you are traveling, you should be on the lookout for because these places are delicious and they do it all out. So the first restaurant I want to recommend to you for great toppings and great condiments is Ted's Hot Dogs in Buffalo, New York. There are several of these locations that you can find in the Buffalo and Niagara Falls region. And they do hot dogs. Ted'sHotDogs.com is their website. They do classic dogs, footlong, uh, veggie dogs. They do bacon and cheese dogs. They've got great onion rings. But really what they do best is char-grilled hot dogs. They're delicious. There's always a massive line. I love the way that they still do the charcoal grilling inside. And they actually do have a, they have a condiment called Ted's Sauce, which is, uh, you know, 
family secret recipe, but it's really good. You cannot find anything else like it. And you put it on that foot long hot dog and they slather it and you just watch them sort of construct your perfect ideal dog. It's amazing. I grew up visiting this place every so often with family in the region. And so if you are in that area of the country, I would highly recommend that you check out Ted's Hot Dogs. The second restaurant I would recommend to you for amazing toppings and condiments is also a hot dog place. And it's in Oklahoma City and it's called Mutt's Amazing Hot Dogs. And the name does not lie. I miss this place and wish I could go back right now. They actually offer up, I think, 27 different hot dog offerings. And let me just read a couple of these to you because I want you to get a sense of how they have taken a hot dog excellence to a new level. All right, so you've got the basic dog, right? You can get whatever toppings on it. But they have all these other dogs that you can order, such as the Windy City Dog, which Chicago dogs, they are very famous for their hot dogs. It is a beef frank with mustard, green relish, onions, tomato wedges, sport peppers, pickle spear, celery salt, all on a poppy seed bun. Classic dog. I've had that one. Very good. They've also got some crazy, crazy concoctions. So there's the hair of the dog, which is breakfast links in a poppy seed bun with french fries on the, on the dog, cheddar jack cheese, bloody mary ketchup, and an egg either fried or scrambled. Taking it to another level. They have the club dog, a bacon-wrapped dog with sliced turkey, pepper jack cheese, mutt sauce, chopped onions, tomatoes, avocado, all on a bun. I mean, they are really just reaching and drawing from all different areas, and it's pretty remarkable. The Sweet Caroline is a beef frank with chili, coleslaw, mustard, and green onions. And let me just read one more uh, okay, maybe maybe two more. The Kung Fu. It's a chicken dog with Asian slaw, wasabi sauce, and black and white sesame seeds. And of course, you cannot forget the forget about it dog. The Italian sausage with provolone, marinara, grilled onions, and poblano peppers, mushrooms, and fried pepperoni. If you want a dog like you have never had a dog before, this is where you need to go. Mutt's Amazing Hot Dogs in Oklahoma City. And the third place that I'm going to recommend to you is actually the place that I have for years referred to as having the greatest of all sandwiches. I first had this sandwich back in, I don't know, 2003, and I've actually only eaten there twice, and the, the second time was this past February. So I've only had the sandwich twice, but I am comfortable, completely comfortable to call this the greatest of all sandwiches, and it's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And it is at a restaurant called Pramani Brothers. They do a sandwich like no one else does a sandwich. Here's how it works. You have fresh, thick-cut Italian bread on top and bottom. You pick the meat of your choice. You can get a standard burger, or you can get pastrami. You can get probably 15 different cuts of meat that you can use there. And they do now have a black bean burger as well. So you've got your bread, you've got your meat. And then... You go provolone cheese, fresh cut fries, house-made coleslaw, three slices of tomato. How great is that? The greatest, that's all on the sandwich. And that's the standard sandwich. That's not a special order. That's the Permani Brother sandwich. That's the burger. You can add extras in there like avocado, fried egg, all kinds of stuff. You can do triple meat. You can do extra fries. It's unbelievable. It's the best sandwich I've ever had. And guys, I've got to tell you, that this week I got some incredible news. When I was actually doing research for this episode, I went to the Permani Brothers website 
to look up some details about the sandwich, make sure I was describing it right. And I found out, because as far as I knew, the, the nearest location to me was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It turns out they have 17 locations, Pennsylvania, Florida, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Ohio, and West Virginia. But notice the third one I said there was Indiana. Guys, I just found out that there's a Permani Brothers 30 miles away from my house, and it just opened this week. Tomorrow, I am going to Permani Brothers. I'm going to eat. I'm going to have the greatest sandwich ever for the third time, and it's just a short drive from my house now. And so this will become a regular happening because it's the greatest sandwich of all time. The funny thing is, is that I'm spending all this time talking about what a great sandwich it is. It actually doesn't have any condiments. It's all toppings. It's cheese, it's fries, it's coleslaw, it's tomatoes. And you know what? I'm okay with that because it's the greatest sandwich ever. It doesn't need condiments. So those are the three restaurants I would recommend that you check out for great topping and condiment experiences. And those are sort of spread out all over the country. And so hopefully you'll be able to get to one of those three soon. I'm going to play you one more song before we wrap up, and this is a song that we all know well. So wherever you're at, whether you're driving in your car or you're doing your dishes or you are hanging out at the library, sing aloud, sing it proud. Oh, I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I truly like to be, to be, you see, for if I were an Oscar Mayer So be sure to jump over to Twitter and find us at List3Things. I want to hear your three favorite condiments and how you use them. And if you make it to Ted's, Mutt's, or Permani Brothers, I would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening. Share the podcast. And we will be back with another list in two weeks. Buy me some peanuts and crackers, Jack. I don't care if I never.